Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, joined by Andrew Harlick, and this is going to be episode 118 with Slovenia-based motion graphics designer, Nate Poloshak, who joins us this week to share how he achieves such a very unique vibrancy in his work, how he got started in, on his artistic path, and how his location affects his life socially, creatively, and professionally. So here we go, everybody, episode 118. Let's roll. really rad to have you on the show your work is very unique you have a very special voice and and i think that's kind of um something i we should probably dive right into is just talking about having that creative voice having um something about the way that you do your work or how you present your work and your kind of your creative vision i suppose you'd call it um while making this stuff and standing out from the crowd is that an intentional thing for you are you constantly thinking about your style and in and, and comparison or is it just a natural reaction to how you create things um well it's yeah it's it's definitely not intentional i would say okay it's just the way the way things somehow turned out or just yeah the way like everything progressed with like since I started doing 3D until now and yeah I guess it's it's just I don't know somehow maybe I started slowly finding what I like and what my style could be I guess yeah and yeah and Um, is that a summation of the things that you enjoy is that what it is you think or is it a bit of mix or as you're going through the process of finding it you're discovering what that is yeah, it's 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 also a lot of like experimenting, and then you, you usually not maybe exactly planning what the outcome will be, but it's a lot a lot about experimenting, and then along the way something cool happens or something that like that gets me completely excited, and yeah, I just have to work on it and make it make it happen and just turn it into like turn turn one to our um, exercise into like project i can actually put in my portfolio that's cool and you're using cinema 4d is that what is that right yeah that's right it's awesome cin- cinemas for like mo- mo- mostly everything i do yeah that's awesome i always think of uh the things I, my friend <laughs> anthony and i talk about cinema and how we use it and the thing i really love about cinema is it's just fun to create something and let cinema like you're saying give you those like abstract weird anomalies that you weren't really intending for but if you're willing to allow them you can make such interesting work out of it because it's almost like a symbiotic relationship with your computer as you're going through because i have a real hard time um, as a newbie with any program but mainly 3d programs like trying to control it and be like i'm gonna make a car in cinema 4d like that's not my approach i'm like let me throw a bunch of weird stuff at it and then hit render and see what happens do you have a similar approach um, yeah, I guess it, it's, it's also depends what, what I try to do, sure. but, but, um, I don't know, like looking back, I started with Maya mm. for about two years, trying to learn all, all the like basic 3d stuff. And Maya was definitely different when it, when it comes to like the, this kind of experimenting you want to, you want to do, and then something good comes out of it. And I don't know, then after two years, switch to cinema and then 
yes, with Cinema, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I had, I have been using Maya two years before I started doing Cinema or it's just Cinema works in a bit like different way that allows you to, you know, experiment and not really plan exactly what, <laughs> what, what the outcome is. But, um, um, yeah, definitely it's, it's awesome that it allows this kind of workflow. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a really intuitive and, and, u- and unique experience. I mean, I have I have friends who go in there and they know exactly what they're doing and how they get it. And then yeah. um, there's people like myself who it's almost like um, maybe Andrew, you can attest to this, too, is like when I was a kid, I remember making like tie dye shirts or something or you'd make paint and spinning paint, you know, and mm-hmm. you just throw paint at it. And then when it stops, you can see it. And it's the process of just throwing things out there, like alchemy, I guess, just trying to see what comes out of it. And that's definitely something I really enjoy about it. And I didn't know if that was part of, you know, like we talked about a little bit, like how you are developing this stuff in your style. One thing I know about your style that I think is really cool and unique is your use of color, um, which is really rad i think from especially for people like myself who's like it's always like dark and <laughs> like <laughs> evil feeling or something unintentionally um but then i really loved like your bright use of color and lack of blacks and just kind of um is that an intentional thing as well like for example um i'm looking at the like the painted brush stroke project that you had going on let me see if i find the name surfaces Ah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, that's like perfect example of, of just, um, I mean, that's like my latest showreel intro. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's the perfect example of, of just me trying to experiment one afternoon with, with I mean, I, I knew I, I wanted to come up with like a, I don't know, some kind of intro for a new showreel I was making. And yeah, like two, three hours of experimenting and trying a bunch, bunch of different stuff. This, this came out and I quite liked like the look of it and yeah. um, then you know try to animate it and see how it works and then like also the, when it animates it kind of, it's kind of like stop motion feel to it which yeah. which I liked but didn't plan from the beginning so you know another another like I don't know part of the process kind of thing and um, yeah it's it's like perfect example of I don't know trying to not really planning like how how I don't know surface looks, but trying to set up something weird, and then maybe also I don't know using using camera and and different um, compositions to try to find interesting parts of of the model or just of the weird weird thing that that was made. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's like a weird. Is it like a displacement map based off of like a painting texture or something like that? It's, weird. it's, yeah, okay. actually it's all procedural. There is no, no like 2D textures or images. Oh really? Wow. It's all based on, on noise, but it's, it's a bit weird because it's, yeah, it's displacement. And then it's also like, uh, twisted and bent with, with some deformers. And then there's booleans that cut, cut the surface away. <laughs> and then it's meshing back together and smoothing. So you get this weird, not straight, perfect straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. See, that's what I mean. It's yeah. exactly what I mean. You're like, well, let me throw a bullion on here and see what that looks like, you know, and combine that with this. And, you know, what's that, what's that, what's that look like? And, and then just trying those different things. I think that's really, 
what I'm, what we're talking about with that program in general is just combining things and seeing what happens and getting interesting results. I think you just, for me, my, how I maintain it is this, I go in there curious and I just try to have fun and, uh, and then, then who knows what's going to come up at the end of it. Yeah. One thing I was going to want to talk to you about too is, um, are you using like a PC for this stuff or are you using a, an Apple like computer? Cause that's something I, I, I'm having to actually change and build a, a PC now so I can handle doing bigger projects and stuff. So, okay. Um, I'm, I'm using a PC right now cool. and I'm basically using a PC since I started freelancing. Okay. Cause, um, before that I was, I was using a Mac pro. But at the time when I started freelancing, there was like the current version of Mac Pro was getting a bit old and still pretty expensive. So it didn't really make sense yeah. for me to, to, you know, try to stick with it. And I just decided to like, um, yeah, get a PC. And actually when you're, when you're like inside cinema or After Effects or uh, any other software, it's not really much different. Yeah. The interface and of the programs are all the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if, yeah, there, there are some differences, but I don't know. I think people shouldn't really be too intimidated by trying to switch over. I was, <laughs> I, I was like, no, I, I fought it so bad for years and I had to do it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually building the machine this week, uh, this weekend. Nice. Yeah. I got all the parts. So I got Seriously. like this, uh, Intel dual course, like 16 cores, like some Intel Xeon thing with like, 64 gigs of ECC RAM and like this crazy Asus motherboard thing and all kinds of stuff. I've never, I haven't done this in forever. So I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> it's going to be fun though. I'm excited. I got, I've got these, uh, there's two of those 980 TI graphics cards too. Nice. So I'm excited yeah. about that. I was, I was going to ask you, are you using Octane for your renders or V-Ray or what are you using for that? Um, depends. I mean, lately it's mostly just Octane. And, okay. um, before that it was, uh, like uh, sometime with like some projects with Vira and before that I did just I did a lot of stuff with just advanced cinema cinemas render that's that comes with cinema so um, but whatever I do lately it's mostly with Octane awesome yeah. what's your thoughts of Octane I haven't had a chance to really try it but I've heard only great things from it from guys like uh, um, like Beeple and stuff they you know swear by it yeah people is going pretty crazy with, <laughs> yeah. with all the all the dailies yeah but, uh, <laughs> he's, he's yeah he's killing it with those things man i love it i love seeing his progression and his constant uh growth it's so it's so inspiring yeah um yeah it's it's like I, I don't know the biggest advantage of octane is just that it offers the like the kind of real-time feedback you get when you i don't know when you tweak stuff when you you don't really have to re-render you can just like turn camera around and you get like that kind of i don't know it's 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 really fast to work with when you're setting stuff up yeah but then maybe for for final renders for final quality you want uh i realized it maybe isn't that fast Mm, yeah it's pretty it, chuggy it's still, yeah it's i mean it depends what what's what you're trying to get out of it but it can take quite a lot of time to for image to like clear clear any noise yeah so. yeah that's true yeah it does the processing of it too or if you have a really um heavy dense like poly scene too 
um, that does, then it goes like, I think it goes more on like the CPU side, right? when you're trying to, or no, it's, I guess it's all GPU. So it's all the memory. It's so the maximum amount of memory that you have in your GPU or something like that. I'm still learning and looking into it. But, um, when it comes to this stuff, the only reason I bring these things up, I usually try not to go too technical, but the reason why I think it's important because, um, oftentimes the tools are defining what you're out able to do, right? Like, if you yeah. if you didn't have a, a powerful or a computer that um, could necessarily handle the heavy weight that you're pushing at it, then it's the outcome is different, you know. So having that, I realized that quickly is that if I want to be on that level of professional, like I have to invest, you know, and spend the money and do it right, you know. Because it gets it gets it gets expensive too if you're digging in too much, you know. So um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, I mean, there's, there's like, I mean, um, I don't think anyone should feel limited, even if they don't really have like um, the, the top, you know, the, the latest parts or whatever. Yeah. Because um, anyway, you have to, you have to work smart and you, you can like, there's lots of room to optimize stuff and just, you know, um, maybe... I don't know. Hardware doesn't have that big of a role that some people think it has. Yeah. Yeah. So I got caught in the hype. <laughs> they sold me on it. Yeah. I was like, man, I got to get those graphics cards, dude. I was watching up people's octane videos. I'm like, well, my renders don't look like that at all. My renders look like shit coming straight out of the C4D thing. So, yeah, and I was going to learn V-Ray um, because V-Ray is really strong. But then I started uh, just noticing how powerful Octane is. And the real-time viewer, which is really important, obviously. I think Octane has it as well. But Octane's a CPU base, so I, I'll, I'll learn both because I'm building the machine that can handle both workflows if I need it to. So, um, But if I'm, I'm mostly just generating still images, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. And then when I do need to make a motion, I can always send out to like Render Farm or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Good. Yeah, but no, it's really, it's interesting. I'm just, you know, there's a lot of curiosity as, as far as how people are building the things that they're doing and, and just, um, yeah, I talk in detail with um, my friends like people and stuff about like, what are they using? How are they getting that stuff? And um, so part of it is tools, but like you're saying, um, you know, the, the core of it is yourself and your ideas, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's funny with, with myself also. It's like um, I I got into it like into the whole 3D, maybe more because of the technical side of it, mm-hmm. because I don't know, just learning the stuff and tools and everything. And I don't know, the, the, the longer I'm, I'm doing it, the, the less I seem to care about, I don't know, the, the, the hardware. I just like want to have a machine that works and I don't really care how <laughs> it's built, you know, sure, <laughs> as yeah. long as it somehow does, does what I want it to do. Yeah. And, and it's same with, I don't know, maybe same with software. It's it's like um, I was much more like into learning all all bunch of tools and all bunch of different programs a few years ago than than maybe I'm now. So <laughs> it's but it's 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 tricky because usually you have to know both. I mean, you have to you have to yeah. like be be into like technical side of things before you can even start being creative. I guess. Yeah, with, it's with, a mix of like, both, right? Yeah. yeah with 3d so it's it's a bit tricky so yeah and like when i when i started doing it i was just like trying to learn a bunch of stuff and just trying to to yeah 
learn a bunch of te- technical things and trying to understand things. But the longer I use it, the the, the less I seem to care about technical side. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. And that's it's that's an interesting point to bring up, like not to get too um, consumed with the uh, the details of things necessarily. Um, just go and make. Is that what you're saying? Like go and create. Yeah, but but in order to do that, you you need to have like a <laughs> technical knowledge. Yes, so. exactly. So it's like what <laughs> what starts what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, could, and it could it could become like you know confusing for people that are starting out. You know, um, yeah. Because for me, I have a low attention span, so I just want to get in and do something, have fun, and make it look good. So that's why I um like um, renders and stuff like that. Engines like uh, Octane seem like fun to me because the entry point is a lot easier. You know. Um, I think, I think for me personally in the future, a lot of this stuff is just about, you know, the programs are going to be much easier, hopefully so that people like of any kind, if you think about like the future of cameras, basically, if you think about how complicated they were back when they first started, you know, and then, um, where they are now, where everybody and anybody can access them. I mean, I watched my daughter make like videos on her iPhone, and or her iPod or iPad or whatever that thing is. And she's able to do like a full production where she edits to music and puts it all together and films it. And she makes it all just in one device. You know, I'm thinking that and, and I'm hoping that a lot of these programs, um, they're getting better every, every year, but having the sense of scale. And if you're new, the program changes based off of your abilities and your desires and stuff, you know, or feeding projects in there and learning how to use them and stuff. So, I don't know. I love that stuff though. And it's all about, for me, it's all about like just kind of continually being curious. Is that similar to you? Are you constantly curious about what you're trying to do and how you're approaching things? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, well, if, if we get back to, to software and, um, yeah, like I think some, some time ago I, I read somewhere one guy saying that like the, the current, the, the, the things or the current, like the biggest limitation when it comes to creativity currently or is like the software we're using hmm. it's it's like all the you know technical background you need to have in order to like achieve idea you have in your mind and it's um i think it's it's quite true but i think yeah over time things will get much much simpler and it should make it like easier for us to accomplish i don't know what whatever ideas we have yeah. Which, which would make sense. When you approach doing your projects, are you, um, so maybe we can run through like kind of how you are approaching things. Are you sitting down and having like a, an internal dialogue with your own like creative mind? Are you, do you go and scour the web for information and, and, and inspiration? Do you read books? Do you take a walk? I mean, what's your creative path and process usually look like? Um, it's, I guess it's never the same. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah it's um i don't know so, sometimes i could have an idea cooking in the back of my mind for a while and then i try to go in and just like experiment with it and um, sometimes it could be based off some references of something i saw somewhere on the internet but um yeah also like take walks or, or go jogging to just to clear my head and try to think about stuff so it's um um, yeah, it's, it's, it also depends like 
um, usually when it's client work, you typically you you know what you're trying to achieve. So it's a bit easier when when you're trying to be like really creative and and just come up with something like um, with something you're not even sure about what you're trying to do, but just you know trying to make make something fresh or, or new or cool. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. It's, and what is that necessarily? Because that's always a difficult task, right? Are you on the on the side of that? There is such things as new things, or has everything been done and it's just iterations? What do you think of that? Oh, so yeah. So like, is everything a remix, right? Yeah. Um, is there anything original? Um, and and is that is, do you think that's just how you uh, observe and, and perceive the world? Is that a perception thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think with with what we do with the design and animation, there is like still a lot of room to I don't know, come up with something quite original and new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know it's a hard one to like. I I I I had a moment in the past where I. Like I did something, I created something, and I thought, okay, like it's my my idea, my cool idea. I did it. Like first, maybe just some weird shape or design and something, and then after a few months, I see it somewhere else, and realize that that's like work of someone else that did it two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you you actually don't really really know if even if you make something I don't know, new, that's are you are point. you the first one doing that or someone else? did something similar before yeah i don't know yeah it's hard to tell right um because yeah you could be generating things and that also to go into the concept of using these programs and doing similar kind of things as as people you know having similar um processes i suppose like oh i'm using adam array or something like that you know and that general effect is pretty much congruent and similar you know and so the outcomes are kind of similar too you yeah know? yeah yeah so, so that's like a lot of that's based on the tools we use yeah so like like with with the whole cinema thing it's it's getting harder and harder to try to to make stuff look like it's not done in cinema <laughs> i guess yeah yeah the mograph stuff right yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems to be, from my standpoint, um, my viewpoint from this stuff is that I feel like the motion graphics and stuff is, is, is in a bit of a change as far as what it used to be and what it's become now. It seems like it's changed quite a bit. Um, when I really think about like the evolution of what it's, what's occurred since, you know, I started. And I feel like I'm wondering what the next thing is. I feel like right now there's a bit of a hybrid, you know, there's guys like you that are doing these really beautiful abstract, like highly polished renders and compositions with like, that are really, really cool. And then there's also like the 2d guys and then the heavy design people, um, all in all, it's all doing similar things, but it's within different tools and and skill sets, I suppose, you know, um, I don't know. I'm rambling on, but what what do you think about um, where everything's going with um, the dis- motion graphics industry and art and creative industry in general? Yeah, I guess I guess there's no rules, right, for like whatever you you're trying to put together to try to make it work together. And I guess 
I guess, yeah, that's like, that's where, I don't know, maybe, maybe the future of it is, is like, um, just trying to combine more more of like, kind of more and more styles that you wouldn't even think about combining two years yeah. ago, maybe. Yeah. And um, we're artists, you know? Yeah. People yeah, combining exactly. different skill sets and throwing exactly. them together and seeing what happens. Yeah. yeah. So that means it's almost like, so what you're saying is, and I agree with that is kind of like not over specializing in one thing necessarily, but being abstract in thought and trying different kind of alchemy, like we were talking about earlier, like combining different things to see what happens, you know? Yeah. I think it's a lot of, a lot about experimenting and, um, but I guess, I guess like there are people that have a vision of, of something abstract I don't really <laughs> I have to you know I have to go in and, and try to experiment but I guess yeah I guess you would you would have like people that can imagine stuff and, and do it somehow but um, yeah I guess a lot of a lot of this kind of things is just based on on like um, lucky experimenting experimentations and just nice outcomes and yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, I think that's something that's really interesting to bring up because you have like, let's say, um, artists from a hundred or 200 years ago who, um, were draftsmen and women who would be able to just draw from their imagination or from mimic reality through their hand and their eye and connecting those two things. And then, you know, step forward to now we have, you know, like you're saying that your intentions and your ideas are more in the sense of the process helps you discover these shapes. Is that right? These like these ideas rather than you having that core intention. I guess you probably have an intention, but the process of going about it allows you to have those like unique anomalies, I suppose. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of times it's, it's also like about ideas. It's, it's not about a moment when you, you, come up with a cool idea but it's usually it happens during a process of working on something yeah i guess and um it's not like oh i have this idea i'm gonna do that but it's like i don't know you just start with something and things happen along the way yeah well how, how do you how do you keep your vision clear and how do you keep on time because that so what we're talking about now, I think that the, the worry for that process is, is it, it's like a black hole. That's what I, it's a kind of funny, a funny joke that Danny Yacht once told me, or he said one time and, and, uh, cause I was like, I'm, I'm going to learn some 3d stuff. I'm really excited. He's like, yeah, be careful. Cause it's a black hole. And, <laughs> and, um, every time that I find myself at like four o'clock in the morning, and I'm fucking around waiting for renders. I'm like, dude, this is not good. This is such a black hole. It really is. <laughs> I got kind of addicted yeah. to X particles like, I don't know, two months ago or something. I, I love that program. I need to go and put some more time into it. But it's just like such a fun thing. But my problem is, is like, how do you keep your vision clear? How do you, if you were to take that and go and work at a, on a job that had a due date and expectations, how do you navigate those personally? Like, how, how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you still need to have a certain goal and certain, um, yeah, vision, what, you, what you're trying to, to make or just have some kind of limitations. And, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know, it's hard, hard to, 
to describe or, or but like recently i was i was working on on like some style frames which like i started with one or two days of work just like producing a couple of frames and then um it was actually a pitch which um which we won and awesome. I, I had to do I had to do more frames and like along the process of of creating more frames like the the kind of the whole shape of of the whole movie came together or or like the different scenes because yeah when I was I don't know it it was just like a process of of going into stuff and then working on one scene and then maybe you get an idea for for a, a like what could be next scene and what could work well like in the next shot or whatever yeah and it's yeah but but you're still limited with what client wants and of course what what the outcome is sure so, um it's it's a bit harder with with personal stuff and you, if you really don't have a goal <laughs> sure when it's when it's just fun <laughs> but but at a certain point i guess um i guess you reach you reach like a point where you where you see what it could come out of it yeah, the vision, Where, it shows like, itself, right? Yeah, yeah, like, okay, I can turn this into a project or like a print or whatever, like a short movie. Yeah. I guess, so you, like you're saying, um, kind of having a somewhat of a, of a, an abstract goal is kind of how you, you approach it. Like at the end of this, I want to have something for my show reel and I'm going to give myself X amount of time to come up with the idea and then I'm going to produce it, put it together. Is that kind of... The notion how you approach that or or we can like maybe what would help was maybe we could break down like case studies upon like how you've done x job or whatever like the nvidia styles style frames or something like that um, um yeah i guess it would be easier to to discuss it per, like based on projects but, yeah um, um like the 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 surfaces things were like perfect example of of where you don't really have a like a vision or exact goal, but mm-hmm. things things happen along along the way, and I don't know. It, like with me, the way it works with me is it's like at certain point I'm like feeling good about it, and I'm getting happy with what I'm getting out of it. So like I usually would if if I'm getting happy with something, I would like to stop and turn like that kind of style or look into a bigger, I don't know, intro gotcha. instead of just one frame. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to continue past that point because I'm, I might lose current state, which I'm happy with. Sure. So it's, yeah, it's a bit tricky, but um, I guess this is how it works with me. Yeah. I think that's a good way of approaching it too. It's just, um, I guess at abstract painters would, you know, kind of have a similar way of creating where there's, you know, it's an, it's almost, um, you, you know, you, you're left with the, and when you start, we all start from the same place, right? It's all, that's the interesting thing about this stuff too, is we all start from the same place, which is all nothing. Basically it's just whatever you perceive your reality to be. And then going into the program or, um, drawing on the paper and bringing meaning to the shapes and images in which you convey. And then, like you said, once you find that spot, then really focusing on that and elaborating on it and diving into it. 
and is that mostly, is that kind of the way that you go about it with your process? Cause a lot of this stuff, like I find it to be fascinating because a lot of it breaks down to process, you know, as odd as that can be. I try not to talk about this stuff too much and I'm known for not talking about it, but I just, yeah, I'm really curious about how you're doing what you're doing. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it depends, I guess yeah. uh, on the, on the, on the project. And, um, I mean, I, I, like with, I never really try to make it too abstract. So it somehow has a meaning like mm-hmm. with, um, I don't know, pause fast flying thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that project for a bit. Uh, um, I actually started like the, the concept of this was like super abstract and didn't really have much of a story. And then like after maybe a week of, of just doing uh, something completely different than than what it turned out in the end. Mm-hmm. I decided to like I want to I don't know I want to like create some kind of character that tells some kind of a story, and like those were like my two rules, and um, <clears throat> yeah, then like the whole design and and shapes and everything was was like part of like process again and experimenting again with stuff until I wasn't happy with, with the look of it. And mm-hmm. then I turned it into like a longer piece, longer project. That's a um, cool way of looking at it too. Yeah. Awesome. How is it working with future Polly? Their work is really amazing. With uh, future deluxe, you mean? Sorry, future deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, if we're talking about mothership, it was, uh, was really cool. It was probably it's, it's like the the, the biggest uh, project I pulled pretty much on my own. Awesome. But um, it was also fun because the way I worked with with Future Deluxe was um, I mostly worked with Andrew, who is creative director there, and um, he just gave me like tons of freedom from the beginning, and um, we were just like going from day to day with like bunch of experiments and just like nobody really had exact clear picture what we are trying to get out of it but Mm -hmm. like again along the process of like about five weeks of of experimenting with stuff things evolved and it turned into this concept with mothership and and like this smaller creatures inside and what we're actually trying to do and uh yeah it's um, kind of similar, kind of similar process with, um, yeah, starting blank, trying to experiment and, um, along the way, figure out the outcomes. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's really interesting. I think that's a cool way of going about it. I do. I have a couple of projects that I have a similar approach to, and I think that that yields a really interesting experience, you know, like not keeping it too solid, but making sure that you're keeping everything within the, you know, the confines of it, but enjoying that abstractness, because I think a lot of it comes down to being abstract, right. And, And allowing that kind of, um, I don't know, allowing that section of yourself just to kind of be free with the experience of making things, I suppose, you know, like we talked about earlier, the alchemy of creation and just kind of going through the motions of just enjoying that abstractness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I guess through that process, it's like you never know something could spawn the originality out of it, you know. So, which I find yeah, interesting. It's, it's like <laughs> it's it's exciting, but also scary because it's it's you know it's if it's a client project, then <laughs> you know you, you you have to come up with something eventually. So it's not like unlimited amount of time you can put into it. But yeah. uh, luckily, yeah, we we somehow find find the found a like nice way awesome that leads me to another question i wanted to ask you is about what do you struggle with in this process like what's a what's something that it's a constant struggle for you creatively or just in process in general of creating things um just yeah just trying to like if if you're starting starting start starting with like pretty much blank page and just yeah trying to figure out um the the style the design the um usually it's like with me it's just struggle with um like the biggest struggle is with just what to i don't know how to make it fresh how to make it somehow uh, original and um i think there is like a certain point where you where you yeah where you like usually it's like the stressful beginning of the project i'm in and i'm just like day after day if i'm not happy with whatever i'm doing it's just i feel like really shitty but then then maybe some at, at some at, at a point you you can reach something where, where you're happy with it and then it's like kind of like relief after the struggle <laughs> sure. in the beginning. Yeah. And um, I guess it's, yeah, that that's one thing. And the other is maybe just, I don't know, if we get back to the software and all the tools and trying to, trying to, you know, know the tools that allow you to be creative, but you, you can like never know everything. Yeah. And it's, it's super hard to, <laughs> to like keep, keep, <laughs> keep in like, yeah how do you navigate that i mean for somebody that's starting out new for example what what advice would you give to your n- new self in order to keep from going insane um well <laughs> i mean you 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 don't really go insane if you if you if you like what you're doing if you're like if you like to learn stuff and if you enjoy the process sure that's a good point yeah and um I don't know. I guess I guess something like like people does with with all the everydays. It's mm. like a really small pieces of experimenting where you can also try to use something new for one day and you know learn it, make it to turn it into like a, a small project or whatever. And um yeah, just I guess just um everything takes so much time with with this stuff to, to learn and to 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 create and it's yeah you need a lot of patience i guess yeah i think that's a real key ingredient in, as far as learning all of this stuff is patience and i think another thing from my standpoint is willpower you know continue and consistency is very key as well when she's when she say like constantly learning constantly being curious constantly being patient um, exactly putting yeah, all those yeah. together um yeah. 
but it it has to be i guess it has to be a passion that that keeps you keeps you going with it yeah that's true i mean the there's this book um called outliers i was talking about it last night at, at dinner um i've only read this a bit of it i don't know are you familiar with the book outliers no it's a book about this guy who's kind of dispelling the myth of, of talent, um, which is kind of interesting. I'm not summing up completely because I haven't read it through and through, so I can't give a, pr- a proper analysis of it. But I listened to this interview he did. Um, it was like some kind of NPR thing, and he was saying that the, cons- the, the one defining thing that was consistent upon all the people that he studied that were quote-unquote geniuses was that they love what they did, whether it was mathematician or engineering or artists or craftsmen or women or whatever. The defining thing was that they loved it. And that's really what set them apart from everybody else. And that's what made them a genius because they were so insistent and persistent about what they were doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, I can, I guess I can somehow like relate to it because I'm, um, I never really planned to to I don't know, do what I do. Yeah, I was going to ask Today. you. I want to get the backstory. <laughs> it's it, it, it somehow. I mean, sh- should we? Should I start explaining stuff from? That'd be like, great. Yeah. Sorry, I went backwards on this one. I went kind of like usually. I start with like the the background of things, you know. But no yeah. worries. Um, yeah. So, like, I got I got into three D when I was around eighteen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Around the end of high school, a friend introduced me to 3D Studio Max, mm. but I don't know. I, I wasn't really into it, and I didn't really see any potential of it. I just like saw a car model on a computer, and that was it. I didn't know like I can do this and this with it, and like all the options and whatever. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe a few months after that, I, I somehow stumbled across Maya and um, started learning it and more I started getting into it the, the the more I was kind of I don't know I was I started being somehow obsessed with with trying to learn all this stuff and mm-hmm. at the same time also seeing all the potential it has yeah. but it was it was just this weird driving force I had which I didn't really understand I just I just wanted to to do this stuff and I guess it's it's same today. It's still like the 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 the, the passion that <laughs> without without that I wouldn't I wouldn't really do any personal work or whatever. But um, yeah, looking looking back, so like after um, yeah after Maya, then I started doing cinema. But I, I never really had any any proper formal education. I I studied uh, computer science. Which didn't really involve any any 3D or design or anything. It was like just a hobby, which somehow progressed into a job. When I also realized I don't really want to write a code, I want to do something more interesting on on a computer. So, um, yeah. Then I don't know, maybe four years into or maybe a bit less into just doing it as a hobby got got a first job which which i had for about three or four years didn't really do much um much uh, motion graphics but more design game design um a little bit of animation 
and um, then somehow um, I know at some point I really wanted to do more animation it was also the time when the the whole MoGraph thing came out and the mm. the whole motion um, motion design was starting to like getting more and more popular and uh, yeah I just wanted to do more of that and just decided to, to quit my job and try to either relocate somewhere else and find find a job that would allow me to do that but like then during the process of like um, maybe trying to figure out where where I would maybe move I also got some like freelance project offers which which uh, turned well in the end and I started to like it and then I just yeah decided maybe I should just you know stick with freelancing that's cool that's a nice way of starting <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it it's like I never really planned any of of it <laughs> that's cool though but the defining what's the commonality what's the common thread between this is it that you just enjoy it and you're obsessed with it or is that kind yeah, of I guess the, it's 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 what what you were describing before with with the book is like yeah. you have to have a passion for it and without the passion I wouldn't really uh, probably I would I would probably still be like at that first job I had sure hmm so yeah I think that's one interesting thing to think about for people that are listening that are 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 starting out or even a veteran is to always remember and to retain that quality of 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 love and admiration and stuff it's i guess it's similar to how you would relate things to like being married for example like there's this other book that i'm reading that's really a quite profound it's a pretty great book it's called the compound effect and um he's talking about his one of his mentors who's um, a relationship quote-unquote expert and he's saying that um the guy says that anybody can fall in love. It takes no talent and anybody can do it, but making a relationship work is the, that's the challenge. And that should be your first, second and third priority in life. You know, if you're married, and I, was, I thought that was really interesting the way he looked at that, you know, because it's very true. You know, if you think about it, because he's any, nobody, and you don't have to, you, you could just be a person, you know, it's easy. It takes no talent to love somebody, yeah, you know, yeah. and the same thing with what you do, you know, you didn't cho- choose it necessarily, but all of a sudden you're supporting your lifestyle off of this thing that you're kind of, you know, you just enjoy doing, I suppose, you know, and creating just yeah. unique. So, cause you never know where your journey is going to take you. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's like the exciting, exciting part of it also. For yeah. Me. It is, I think, you know, and I think looking at it like that, your perception of reality and being positive and kind of open, open book, open face about it, I think is really kind of is a testament to kind of where you're going to end up being, you know, which is cool. Yeah. How do you, um, I was going to talk a little bit about like, what are some of your favorite projects to work on? Um, favorite projects, like you mean my past work? Sure, or just in general, uh, like what's the ingredients in, yeah. like that makes you happy about stuff? Yeah. Um, I have to, I don't know, I have to admit, I, I have a bit like mirrored, weird, weird mix going between between trying to do design and then trying to do more of animation and trying to, going back to trying to do more of design. <laughs> so, um I don't know. I guess, I guess like dream, dream project or yeah, it's, it's just where I could be involved somehow in, in like both. Sure. And, um, combination. Yeah. 
that's cool and um yeah i don't know just um i i like to have freedom but usually the freedom like the more freedom you have the harder it can get so i'm not sure if i can say it's like the dream project would be when when someone would say just like do something cool you know <laughs> yeah um yeah it's, it's almost always, more daunting when you have that much yeah. of an open window you know yeah <clears throat> so much more pressure and expectations yeah. like like just 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 tell me what to do and i'll do it and that's it and <laughs> yeah what are some of your favorite projects that you've seen outside of your own work like something that um like a movie for example like one of my favorite films animated films i could say is is the incredibles and i can go on and on forever about how much i love that film because it's i think it's one of the it's a perfect film personally but is there are there films are you into films and what films are there that inspire you creatively and fuel you is that a, it's a form of media that you consume and, and that helps you be inspired um yeah but i i was i was kind of expecting us to get to movies and um awesome like one one weird thing with me is like i like movies i like watching them but like one weird thing that my brain does with movies is like i forget them after i don't know a month or two <laughs> it's it's i don't I'm, know it's I'm just, the same yeah unless they're really great <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, unless they have like something that that's really, uh, yeah, that stays with you. So that's great. Uh, you can actually rewatch really great films over and over and forget. Yeah, you know, oh like, wow, that's great. <laughs> first time seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's. I have the same affliction. It's a. I I always. I thought I was kind of alone with this, but that's good to hear that you have the same problem. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's same with with maybe with books also. It's. I don't know, but I, I can't really say I have, I have bad memory, <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know, it's just the thing. And like another problem with maybe I have with, with movies is sometimes I just wonder if, if the movie doesn't like attract me enough, mm -hmm. I just wonder like somewhere else in my mind sure. and then get back to movie. And then, you know, you, you like miss 15 minutes of it and <laughs> yeah, should I rewatch or <laughs> Yeah, the same thing. So is your mind constantly going, constantly thinking? Yeah, maybe it's 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 a problem I have. Yeah. Maybe it's something good to, to That's think what I about. have. Yeah. Well the problem it's, it is for me is that my brain's constantly thinking, so it doesn't I mean it's processing everything and storing it, but I don't allow myself enough time to really reflect, I suppose. And ingest properly, you know? It sucks, but that's kind of part of it. Um, that's the problem I run into at least. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with like the, the, the lifestyle we have, like in the, like with, with the whole uh, social media and, and, um, notifications and just things popping up everywhere and, <laughs> you know, like trying to instantly reply on emails. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's, you, you really have to, to, to discipline yourself and just, it's, yeah, it's the same, same when, when I'm trying, I don't know, when I'm trying to work on something and trying to really focus on it, it's, um, yeah, it's hard to, to like trying to stick with it for, I don't know, a few hours without yeah. doing anything else. 
or thinking anything else. Focus. Yeah, focus. That's, that's so key, though, I think. I think it's so key to success in general is to have focus, you know. Because without it, it's really, uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you don't have focus, I mean, there's in that book, too, that compound effect, you might, you might actually enjoy it. I guess he interviewed Donald Trump, and he was saying that, um, he's all about focus. Like if you, if you can't focus and you can't get anything done, that was his, that was his reality, you know? And part of me yeah. agrees with that because if you can't focus and you literally can't do anything except just kind of scatter around, you know? Yeah. But you're obviously accomplishing these things. So kind of how are you getting a grasp of your own, you know, practice of focus and what's like, what's some things that you do in order to fight that? Cause we're all fighting against like the million emails and million interruptions between notifications and, uh, all that kind of crap getting in the way. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing to do is just, you know, switch off the phone and put it away and turn off the internet or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's tricky when you, I don't know, it's, um, sometimes it's good when you, when you get sucked into something and you don't really realize you don't miss anything else. That's like, that's like the, the, is it the, there's a book about it also. It's like the state when you when you get into the flow, there's a book called Flow. Yeah, Flow. Yeah, it's like the the super focus you have. And yeah, yeah. I I don't think I I finished reading it. But it's been, it's been like, <laughs> hey, at least you remember yeah. the name of it. That's that's yeah. that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I should I should try to finish that. <laughs> so you're you're you've been freelancing this whole time. You haven't taken a staff job at a studio, or just kind of go in for a little little bits here and there and and also i want to talk about like where you're located in the earth on the earth and how that yeah. affects your work as well and your decisions and stuff yeah yeah I'll, I, i'd actually also like to discuss like how how like um location really matters at this time like how how does it affect on what you're trying to work on or what you're trying to do mm -hmm. but um yeah, to, to return to your first question about, the, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm freelancing for four years and um, I'm still like quite happy with it and don't really try to, to, to change anything soon. But it's, it's the same thing as, as I said before, is like I don't really try to plan things super, super, um, like I don't really plan to stuff. I, I don't really try to plan stuff really carefully, but it's it's like, just where it takes me and if it feels right and if i enjoy it then it's then i guess it's it's right thing to do so sure see what happens yeah that's cool i think that's a cool way of going about it though and like you said i think one of the key things about today's day and age like you don't necessarily need <clears throat> for my personal standpoint you don't need to be in a location necessarily and that's the beauty of what we do because i've been freelancing for about the same time as well and it works totally fine for me. So I think the one thing I do miss is um, like peer-to-peer in-person -peer, um, in interaction. That's one thing that's really key. And I love that. Like I, when I was working at Prologue, I loved being around like the talent and right in person yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, that interaction is pretty priceless. But 
if you can be self-disciplined, because that's what's interesting. You're saying you're kind of, you have a hard time with focus, but as a freelancer, that's like, that's your bread and butter is your focus, like how well you can focus and turn everything off and just get to work because you have to be self-disciplined, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So well, you have to, you have to get shit done. Otherwise there's no like, invoice <laughs> at the end of the project, right? Yeah, exactly. And you got to have that invoice so you can, you know. Yeah. That, that, that you can like try to work on something of, of your own maybe or, or, you know, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like, so you do that same thing then, huh? So you built, you work to kind of support your own time, I guess, because it's all time, right? You're just trying to get time back. That's been an yeah, exactly. interesting trait that I've noticed from all my freelance friends is that we become very cognitive and aware of how our time is used and spent because we are in control of it. And the moment that you're in control of it, you realize like, oh, wow, like uh, I'm fucking around right now. Like I should stop or like, oh, like I'm working on this project way too much and now I need more time. Whereas if you're at a staff job, it becomes... Um, everybody there is, is on the same thing, doing the same thing. So you'd feel out of place by like questioning why, you know, like why were you spending all this time doing this stupid <laughs> thing? You know, as yeah. a freelancer, you're like, well, all right, I know why I'm doing this and I got to stop this. This is ridiculous, you know, focus on yeah, the things that yeah. I want to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can, you can basically just, you know, get more, more free time or more time for your own stuff out of it. If you, if you're just trying to, be careful about it and just trying to to work smart somehow yeah and uh, yeah it's definitely a thing i'm trying to like to do is is just trying to not not to get too involved into like doing uh client pro project after project all the time yeah it's it's um i mean then it's then it's not really much different than pretty much having a full-time job somewhere but it's 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 always about trying to I don't know trying to basically to make money and find time to do your own stuff which you also enjoy doing. Yeah. So it's some some kind of balance. Yeah. What's the balance like for you? Are you able to have you know part of your year dedicated to that? Do you do a lot of time like sections of time or um, is it a little different for you? Yeah. Um, well, with the way it works with me is um I have really hard time focusing on more like more things at the same time or even like during the same day mm -hmm. maybe so i would usually try to like if i'm doing a client work i'm just trying to focus on one thing sure and do that properly and um like then if i would try to do something um personally i would also try to just you know not try to rush it like or try to do it in the evening after client work but you know, just try to, to take time for it and focus on it. Um, otherwise, I mean, otherwise, I, like, not if you, if you don't really focus on it, I don't think you can make it as good as you could. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess that's pretty important also. Yeah, just definitely. Not, to not, not jump in between things too much, but just trying to, yeah, take it like one, one thing at a time and do it well. Yep. I think one of the things that I've learned too is the, the power of saying no. Um, yeah. <laughs> ref refusing jobs. A, do you have a hard time doing that too? Cause I do. It's a, yeah. It's a super hard thing. Yeah. Cause I just want to do everything. <laughs> it's so much yeah, fun. But it's, yeah, it's, 
I know it's 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 actually one of the hardest thing I had to learn like while starting freelancing. Yep. It's like it's a common problem. Yeah. I mean you you have to yeah, and you have to be really smart about like uh, seems seems like the the longer I'm I freelance the 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 the, the I don't know the more I'm trying to actually pick stuff I work on and more I'm careful about it. Yeah. In the beginning, I would just take take everything. Sure. I mean, in the beginning, it was also much more about, you know, just making money and trying to... to make to, it work. Yeah, make make the, the whole freelance thing work. Yeah. Um, now it's maybe a bit different and just trying to, to you know, um, yeah trying to be careful about what you what you take on because you can take on a project that you maybe not necessarily like or enjoy doing and it can go for like two months yeah and in, in between that time you can get offer for something that could be so much better yeah but you can't really take that project because you're stuck in something else yeah that's the beauty and the curse of freelance too is you never know what's around the corner and yeah. And then the good side is you never know what's around the corner, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess, um, so a lesson from you is also like, it seems that you produce and make content that you enjoy so that people can buy that because how important is it to you to put the right work out there so that when people come to you, they know or get an idea of what to expect, I suppose. Is that yeah, really important? Yeah, that's, I guess that's like one of the most important stuff with, with myself and, and just the whole freelance thing mm. and and um yeah just i don't know trying to to work on on projects which i somehow want to work on and which which are which i'm passionate about mm -hmm. and i guess that the longer i do this the the more picky i'm getting or the more i'm trying to be careful about it but it's um yeah definitely like do really you show not. all your work or do you just show the ones that you feel like you want to continue working on? Cause I do that too. I don't show everything. Yeah. I, I, I just show like stuff I, I want to like, you know, do in the future. So I wouldn't show something I, I wasn't really happy about, or I, I wouldn't uh, like a type of project I wouldn't want to do again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's like curating your own, your own work in order to, to you know to to work better in the future or just to get better work in the future <laughs> yeah i think so and where do you think you're at right now in your career are you getting closer to what you're after and you mentioned not really necessarily having a t total vision but what's your overall happiness level is it higher than it ever has been or is it are you still <laughs> finding frustration and well i'm i'm learning that like Client work will always be client work. Yeah, and um, I'm also trying to learn how to distance myself from from it somehow, because you know it's it's supposed to be like client work and like they can do with it whatever they want, even if it's like a pitch edit, which can be like a super personal in the beginning, but then it's still like a client project and client will do with it like whatever they want and it's it's kind of like a struggle yeah of tr trying not to get too involved into anything yeah because i've had like this year has been a bit a bit weird on my side with with client stuff every project that i took on was 
like ending of it was was weird and it just took a weird turn or it got <clears throat> extended or yeah um but i'm just trying to take it as as a normal thing but i'm still like crossing my fingers it's not <laughs> yeah so yeah that's it's 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 hard to keep yourself separate you know i think yeah. a lot of times with artists in general creatives in general we just want to you know put everything that we have into what we are doing and a lot of i think for me personally it's hard to distinguish the two you know between the things that we love and why we're doing them and then also this project which has a goal and an intention from a company that's not necessarily in line with what ours is you know and that can be very difficult and so finding that balance between the two i think is really key and as a freelancer you have the ability to kind of pick and choose those things and how much time you put onto those things you know which i find interesting i i I, when i look at the future of our industry i really think that a lot of it's going to go straight to just people that are freelancing self-contained self-developed like you know people that are able to support themselves as an island basically and be able to do multiple jobs because i'm sure you're aware and, and already know it's not only do you do the, the animation and directing and designing but you also produce you know you have to yeah you know yeah. how do you balance and juggle all those different hats and suits because that's one thing that i've also found to be kind of interesting about you know you know, doing this kind of line of work is wearing all those different hats and being able to do all those things, jump on calls and do critiques and also directing and, and, and working with people and, you know, doing basically every job that there is to do in order to make the machine work, you know? Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's something, it's like, it's something you don't really, maybe something I didn't really expect when I started yeah. freelancing. Yeah, it's like okay. I want to do. I I don't know. I want to do cool animations or whatever. But mm-hmm. then you realize you have to do like so much more, and the actual work in the end is like fifty percent of everything, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's but but I I, I somehow always enjoyed the, the the process. So even even if I'm like. Um, even if I have to, I don't know, like I, I usually like enjoy uh, also I enjoy writing emails and discussing stuff with, with clients or, or studios or agencies. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, That's cool that you enjoy that process. Uh, the communication okay. and stuff, cause we should talk a bit about like where you're at cause you're in Slovenia, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which, which looks freaking beautiful. Is it as beautiful as these pictures that I'm seeing on the internet? <laughs> Or is it not? Is this all a lie? <laughs> I don't know what sh- what you're looking at. But. <laughs> uh, just like epic castles and all kinds of beautifulness, you know? Okay. Yeah, well, like, yeah, it's um, it it's looks funny. pretty it's amazing. Really, it's it's like super small. It's two million people. Oh only. yeah, that's like it's, my town in California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like San Diego probably has more, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's <laughs> epic, dude. Look at these castles. Andrew, look at this stuff, man. Google, <laughs> yeah, just Google it. Slovenia. Like, dude, what the fuck? I got to go visit you, dude, and go just cruise around these castles. No wonder the work that you create looks like that. You're like, <laughs> is the entire country of Slovenia all sort of like traditional architecture like this, or is there a more modern section of it? Um, I don't know what, what exactly are you looking, but I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're like looking at 
Ljubljana and I don't know, maybe are, are you looking at like city architecture or, or villages or castles? It's or? cities, but they're all like very like old school style architecture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of like as 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 in like most of Europe, a lot of like cities are like have this central old old central part. Yeah. Which which is. Yeah, can be quite like preserved still, and so yeah, cool. Look, looks pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it depends where where you go in in the country. So you have like a, maybe a bit more modern part of it also, and uh, like I don't know, like boring villages with nothing going on. That's cool. Uh, though, like a simple life. I'm looking at the what the heck is this? It's uh, I'm gonna butcher the name, but whatever. Uh, Predjama Castle. It's like in oh, the yeah, side of like yeah. a wall. That's so cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Honestly, enjoy that because if I were to paint a picture of what San Diego looks like, it looks like a Seven Eleven. No, I'm, I'm joking. That's <laughs> that San Diego is pretty beautiful. It's got yeah. a lot of epic stuff to it. I'm, I was actually painting LA a little bit more. <laughs> oh, it's got Seven Eleven. It's got a homeless guy on the corner pooping. Everything looks the same. It's all covered in stucco. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> There's some, uh, and there, yeah, there, everything's I've, I've dead. To, yeah, I've been to San Diego about like a bit less than three years ago. And oh, really cool. Like much, much more than LA. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's just like big and. Yeah, you just spend time in your car and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine that. So, man, this is just out of control, though. That's one thing I, I, um, I think, and I, I, you know, my fellow Americans that love to to travel and, and enjoy Europe as well, like myself, I love Europe. It's so cool. There's so many things to see. It's so old in comparison. That's what's really interesting as well. Like the 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 age of architecture just in general the you know like andrew remember when we went to like japan for example we went to some of those old towns and it's just it was so bizarre how old things are but like how special and unique they are still you know and how people retain like the quality of these artifacts and stuff which is really rad i'm i'm getting that same feeling from these pictures from from sylvania it's pretty this is freaking sick, dude. So yeah. you're not planning on leaving because now you're in you're in freelance mode and you're just staying here. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's like I've always have had had in mind trying to you know leave somewhere, even if it's even if I just keep continue freelancing and um, and trying to work kind of like in the same way, just from some other place. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, but at the same time, I quite like like what Slovenia offers because it's it's pretty small and it has um, like um, it has mountains, it has seaside, and everything is like one or two hours away with car, and it's um, <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's it's, it's, it's like quite nice life quality i think and it's it's another thing maybe i learned like after i started freelancing and after trying to do like jobs in different places traveling around and um i don't know it's it's like the more i don't know the the more world i see the the more maybe i like it here yeah (laughs) but i would i would still (laughs) i would still love to uh, move maybe some somewhere else just for the sake of experience even if i try to continue freelancing sure but 
but yeah, I'll see. Is not, there a place on your not, list that you're kind of, you've always fantasized about checking out or going to and, um, and how often do you travel? Are you a traveling kind of person? Yeah, I quite, quite enjoy traveling. I actually just got back from, uh, Berlin where oh, I cool. spent like almost whole August with my girlfriend. We were actually there last year, really enjoyed it and then decided maybe let's, let's try to, to go again this summer and see how we like it. Maybe try to move there. Cool. And, Berlin's uh, awesome. I love that city. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like city is really cool. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm like spoiled with in Slovenia is like all the nature around and like, I like to, you know, mountain bike, I like to snowboard in winter and it's, it's something I would probably quite miss there. Yeah. So I'm a bit undecided. <laughs> you know, so, so maybe I would cut Berlin off of the list. <laughs> else. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's all about your quality of life. Right. And as a freelancer, like we talked about, like you get to choose and pick and choose like what you're interested in and wh why and design your life around those, you know, those qualities. And that's so attempt, that's so appealing, you know, especially for me when I remember working at a staff job, And I heard about like people that were doing freelance and I was like, wow, like you can get to, you can wake up and do whatever you want when you want. But the trade-off I found was that it's, you do way more work. I found that I'm, um, yeah. I do a lot of work. Are you working from home as well? Like, do, or do you have a separate like office, you know? Um, yeah, currently I'm like back to home office for about a year. Before that I was sharing And so, like an office space in, in the center of town here in Ljubljana okay. Okay. Uh, with, with some friends. Um, and like before that, I was again, like working from home and I don't know, I quite, it's, it's funny. I, I, I quite like both. So I'm not like really decided, should I like move to like a co-working space or, or try to, to, to stay at home office. But it's like to, it's like when, when, when I'm busy, And I'm trying to focus on something. I really like enjoy having my own private space where I can do everything from. But when you're maybe not not so busy and you want to talk to someone, then it's of course much like would be would be much better to to be somewhere like around people and just you know trying to I don't know just socialize a bit more sure. <laughs> during during work, I guess. And that helps too. I think you know. I think that also like we talked about. That's one of the things that can be easily like lost you know if you don't if you don't have it it's easy to lose that you know and that's something i think is really important you know so because i don't know is your is your girlfriend into creative stuff as well or not so much yeah she's she's an illustrator oh perfect then. so so it's it's yeah it's really cool because um you know she she gets me she she knows <laughs> what kind of like trouble I have along the, <laughs> the process because <laughs> she, she has like the same, the same issues or the same process. And it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's really, uh, it's good to have that too, because it, you know, long nights or, you know, being upset <laughs> for yeah, what just, seems just, like frivolous just, like, things. Being in a bad mood because you're not coming up with anything good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and if you're not if you're non-creative, it's hard to convey those, you know, abstract feelings and sensations to people. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm upset because blah blah blah. Picture <laughs> images, blah. <laughs> as you're going through your career and developing yourself as a creative, 
Are there things and habits that you've been, you know, discovering within your own process that help you achieve like positive outcomes? Um, like, I don't know. I, I think like always trying to keep like a good, good balance between work and just taking time off. Mm -hmm. Cause I think a lot of freelancers just get stuck working job after job and it's definitely not, not something I, I want and would enjoy. It's That's me. Just, yeah. <laughs> I've been going like four years nonstop, like marathon, like running. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it's it's like super uh good to to just take time off and just like go traveling somewhere and um yeah just or like even even when i'm working and i have to render something for i don't know two hours make a preview or when i'm waiting for a feedback on something mm -hmm. i can you know i can jump on my bike and you know go for for like a one one round and come That's back awesome. and continue so it's smart yeah i think it's it's smart to to try to like keep away every or just like keep keep the i don't know balance yeah that disconnection kind of helps yeah. i think right yeah, yeah. trying that's, to trying to do some something completely opposite maybe yeah i think that's a very smart way of approaching that too i think that's what I think is really key. Uh, like you're saying, and that's something I try to do too, but I train jujitsu. So I make that like a mandatory thing that I do once or twice or sometimes three times a week whenever I can fit it in. But it really, for me, it helps cleanse my mind and like lets me really see kind of yeah. how I'm doing things and why. And those breaks sometimes, like you said, like if you go and ride your bike and you take that break, um, you can maybe have an epiphany while you're riding and yeah. instead of standing and looking at the computer, um, not many people will have that res that self discipline to leave the computer and go think about the problem and solve it in, in a different medium. And that's sometimes could be the leading edge that you can ha possibly have of being that much more unique by being that kind of person that has that self discipline, you know, so which I think is cool. Yeah. I can't it's, stop looking at pictures of Sylvania. It's like <laughs> porn for me. It's like this ridiculous, man. It's beautiful there. I got to go out there, man. Well, you're uh, welcome to visit. Yeah, sure. I'm missing out. This is so cool. These castles are ridiculous. <sighs> man, this is awesome. So, so we talked a little bit about what you do outside of this stuff. What else do you do besides like snowboard and, and, and ride bike? Is there something else that you that you enjoy doing as well that kind of keeps me focused and away from this or and if um, so what is it yeah i get, i don't know i guess i yeah i just like also enjoy traveling and just like you know going different places to get like a new perspective and stuff mm -hmm. helps a lot and um yeah yeah just i don't know i just enjoy going away from like spending time in nature or whatever just you know disconnecting more yeah. and more <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I guess like the, the, the longer I do this, the more I try to escape at certain moments. Yeah. It also, of course, it depends on, on the work, but um, yeah. So you um, work really hard and then take a break? I mean, it's, it's usually like this with, with freelance projects. Is, um, it almost never goes like simply and easily. There's, <laughs> never. <laughs> it's like at least maybe it can go from the beginning and then you start to think oh this one would be like 
easy one. But you know, and after two weeks, it's <laughs> it's going crazy again. And um, yeah, that that's what I also like about freelancing is is trying to to have this kind of bursts of working pretty hard, but then you're also able to take more time off instead of trying to like with full time work, you would just have a constant. Yeah. But um, I guess it's good if you can, you know, work, work hard and then just, yeah, like relax hard, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I think that's an interesting way of looking at it too. It's not really a consistent balance thing, so it can be kind of hard to deal with because sometimes jobs will be harder than others. And I personally can't necessarily take um, breaks or vacations um, unless I've worked really hard and earned it. Um, are you similar? Do you find that you have a little bit of a, a struggle with that too? Like, are you able to just kind of disconnect and be okay? If you, let's say necessarily like you don't work like super hard on something, then you're able to take a break. Do you feel fulfilled about that? Or is that a struggle for you? No, it's, it's, it's definitely a struggle. Yes. It's like you, I don't know. It's like my mindset is, it's like, with with freelancing i always have to like i just finished something and i'm i'm just like trying to think about what i'll do next and trying to not feel bad for not working for a couple of days sure it's <laughs> but it's it should be normal but it's it's um it's i don't know it's a mindset you have to somehow achieve or or i don't know just trying to 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 figure out yeah um yeah also yeah i wouldn't like want to want to go on i don't know like three weeks of traveling somewhere if i wouldn't do some some work before yeah (laughs) i probably also wouldn't be able to afford it (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is also very important (laughs) yeah Yeah. also one of the reasons awesome and what's 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 um what's the future look like for you like what's what are your goals? Do you have goals? And, and, if, and, and if so, like, what are you thinking is, is going to come of what you're after? Yeah. Um, I guess like what I said before with just trying to like enjoy what I'm doing, mm-hmm. it's like trying to not to, to go too much into planning things, but, um, um, I don't know. I would, I would love to keep freelancing for a couple more years and then, see if I feel like I should maybe try to take it a bit easier or just try to find a full-time position somewhere or but it's 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 like again it's part of the the process and just you know seeing how how things feel and but but right now I'm pretty pretty happy with with where I am but I I feel like I have like a lot of um like room maybe to to try to improve and i want to do like i don't know better work or different work or not not really different but just like certain type of 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 stuff and what is that necessarily like what is that certain type of work well it's i guess it's it's like um more in line of my like last projects mm-hmm. or just also trying to i'm not sure if that that ever works but you know trying to like um do personal work and then get hired for doing something similar yeah. based on on that 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Which is, I guess, it's like the, the master plan. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan <laughs> to it's have. A, it's a hard one. Uh, yeah, it's, I guess the only way to do that is to, you know, like put enough time to make something on your personal time really amazing which all yeah. that is is just time but then once you do it's like it all really comes together and people around the world will appreciate it you know and, and really um, enjoy and want to see more of it which is really great you know yeah yeah and i guess you get like the most um, like fulfilled when you if if you ever achieve that i'm not saying <laughs> I will or I'm just like hoping I can just yeah just get to a certain point maybe let's say you're or, getting close right doesn't it feel like it you're getting closer I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't know it's like if we get somehow more and more into like business side of things and just trying to figure out like how everything works is like I don't really do that much work with directly with clients mm-hmm. as I would maybe want and then there is like the other the other side of like trying to being I don't know represented maybe but for that you, you usually need like certain type of style and just keep it consistent and just trying to you know get this this is when you would get hired for like doing the work you like to do it's just like sticking with with the style right yeah just being being known known for it but i never really wanted to you know just like say okay this is my style and this is what i'll do is it's a bit i guess it's a bit more like wide wider spread mm-hmm. but i'm still figuring out what what that would be yeah well that's good though i mean it sounds like you're um, associating yourself with like really cool and interesting companies too like six and five and um like that thing you did with the stamps you was really really beautiful there were some really great things going on there and i'm I, i'm just guessing is that kind of in line with something that's closer to uh, a project that's closer to kind of what you would do on your own or is that a bit different still um i mean it yeah it's it it's could be a bit like it's like one thing i really would would like to to do like in, in the future is is just try to work on 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 something that has like really clear design and then it's also put into motion you and, mentioned that you uh, like telling stories too like in your about page so maybe is it some of that too yeah <laughs> i actually have to like i don't really do a lot of it on my like personally Mm-hmm. on my personal stuff because usually like the, the things i do are pretty short and um yeah but I'd, I'd love to do more of like like more work that has some kind of meaning or story or tries to tell something instead of just trying to look cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, so maybe may, maybe that's also like a direction that would be yeah really nice to to try to go Maybe that'd be uh, something that you could focus on, huh? Like just kind of, you know, writing out a story or, you know, one thing that I was finding when I was getting into things and I was trying to discover my own story was reading really great short stories by like prolific authors. Um, Like Roald Dahl, I think has some really great ones. And then using that as a, as a launching pad. And one thing that really helps with that is they already have an audience. So if you say like a Dr. Seuss, for example, I mean, that's a bad example, but 
Um, <laughs> like there was a, there was like a, a two or three page story in one of the Dr. Seuss books that really were really beautiful or really well done and utilizing that and kind of elaborate or, or putting that to your own style. Like when, 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 when Dr. Seuss was making books, he didn't know what octane was, you know, there's no sin of 4d <laughs> back then. So what does his world look like in the hands yeah, of somebody yeah, that knows yeah, how to do yeah. that? That to me is always a fun thing because it's the alchemy of creating and cross pollinating, you know, and that's just an example of one thing, but that's how I get in trouble because I would love to be like, Oh, let me like reinterpret a Dr. Seuss thing. Like, how am I going to do that? And then, you know, before I know it, I'm knee deep and trying to figure that out, but it's, it's a fun process, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you write yeah. your own stuff, but that was like a, that's a practice that I do sometimes. That's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like a good, good technique. Uh, I actually have like something in mind for, for a while now, like a personal project with like a, a bit of more of a story behind it, mm -hmm. but it's, I'm, I'm just yeah, struggling to, to start with it and try to find time to start on it. And it's also should be like a little bit, probably sh should be a little bit longer or a bit more complicated, which, which makes it even harder to, to start with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like ideal end of, end of this year for me would be trying to like, um, half, half of the time, I mean, what's left like four or five months, mm -hmm. like half of that trying to, to do client work and then another half of it trying to, to spend on, on, yeah, just doing that personal project. I have a book that might help you, um, that that's really helping me with my projects as well. I've already yeah. mentioned it before. It's, I only, I only, well, actually there's two books that I think might help you. And if you have time and you can use them to your ability, they'll really give you all the tools I think that you would need in order to achieve those things. But one of them is eat that frog and I'll send you a link or maybe Andrew, if you wouldn't yeah. mind sending him the link to eat that uh, frog. And have you read yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah, I have it. I read it. What do you think <laughs> of think it? I think I've ordered it one day when you when you recommended it over maybe awesome. on podcast or, or over Twitter or somewhere. But yeah, I uh, talk a lot about it. It's 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 it's. I mean, it makes sense. It's it's cool and it's, but it's like with with this kind of stuff, it's it's hard to stick with like with you know having that that project as a frog. Yeah. So as is, it's a it's a personal project, so I'm not sure. Like, is that really the, the like the top priority? <laughs> I would say so because, like, if you like, because when I asked you about what makes you happier, so where you're going, you mentioned like doing client work that's more in line with your own personal work, and yeah. so the only way to do that is like you have to do your personal work that's as inspiring to get people to go. I want him personally, exactly. and yeah. then the client reaches out to you. Cause I'm getting to that stage in my career and it's very powerful and it's very special because you have a much better direct connection with like the person that you have intentions with. And that really helps. But they like, if, yeah, if you were to use like the, the key dynamics that are behind the principles of these books, which is really simple, which just seems to be like incredibly simple advice, but the, the simpler, the advice, as you know, with design, the simpler the, the design, the actually the harder it is to make because everything's been thought of and distilled down to its core essence, you know? And I think that's the thing I really like about that. But another book I would refer you to, if you're interested in um, just kind of sure. developing yourself is the compound effect. 
it's a book that I'm going through. My friend Michie Kutrata told me about it, and um, yeah, it's it, it starts off a little slow, and it gets it's uh, it has it develops even bigger, and you know it's not perfect, and there's a couple of silly things in there, but at the same time, as far as a tool, which all these books are, it's a really powerful one that I've really enjoyed going through. But the way he articulates his process and how he articulates his day and stuff, it's, it might be inspiring to you, like oh, you know, like get up a little bit earlier and spend like at least an hour of just non-interrupted time on your personal project and really focusing on that and having yeah. a routine and sticking to it. Not nothing too crazy. Even if you can only afford 30 minutes, that's, you know, if you compound that down, like it's, um, you know, yeah. it adds up to be quite a bit, you know? So it's just routine and it's really, ch- as you know, personally, like having a routine in a freelance world is very tough, you know, because everything's changing all the time. And it's just a tough one to really maintain. So, but yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll Probably shut up now. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm listening to it on Audible, which is it's really okay. helping. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I guess like when you're a freelancer, you. I mean, I'm I'm always interested in in like how how can I optimize my I don't know, my workflow or my my time yeah. I spend on things. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. This, these yeah. are just amazing tools for those, just exactly the, what you're looking for, you know? And, uh, I'm always trying to pass along these books because they like without these books and this guidance, cause like nobody's taught me these things really, you know? And if they did, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and now that I am paying attention, I'm basically putting myself through school. There was this interesting thing he was saying in the book too. Um, cause he's friends with Brian Tracy, the author of eat that frog. And, Brian said, you know, you got to be cautious of what you consume, obviously. Um, so let's say, you know, we mentioned LA and people just sit in their cars. Basically, if you live in LA and if yeah. you have to commute, you have to sit in a car for a long time. So rather than listening to like stuff that's like talk radio or bullshit stuff, if you feed your brain with like in- interesting concepts or um, self-help books or, you know, things like that, that are really like, you know, essential or developing for yourself and feeding your, your mind. That's something that really is something interesting. And I try to at least consume, um, at least 30 minutes or so of something prolific or listen to a speech or a Ted talk or an audio book that really fuels it. And, um, yeah, this stuff is just so good. I couldn't do without it. Like I said, I'm be having to be the teacher. And if you're, if you do, if you consume like at least 30 minutes a day or an hour, um, it's, you could, it's, it kind of tra- translates to like, um, like two, I think I forgot the, the breakdown, but it's like a formal education, <laughs> like a master's degree in a formal education. If you break down the amount of hours and time that you put into it, um, over like the time span of like a year or two or something like that, it, it equates mm-hmm. to quite a bit of quite significant, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pretty cool. So, but I really hope you enjoy that book. Yeah. Thanks. I'll, <laughs> definitely looks looks uh, really cool yeah um, i actually like um recently ordered I'm, I'm not sure if you know the power of habit yes but i haven't read it yet i'm looking at it right <laughs> now yeah okay yeah i have a whole so shelf of this stuff yeah 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 it's, it's like another another thing is like just trying to to develop a habit for yeah, like as you said before, like trying to take that forty minutes in the morning, it could be like it it can become a habit, I guess. Or yes, yeah. 
And I think the whole thing with the compound effect is, is, um, it's like, um, Andrew mentioned it when we were talking about it last night, cause we were articulating it. Cause, uh, I also read like the four hour work week, which I found to be fascinating, but the four, four hour work week and the compound effect are almost complete opposite. The compound effect is about the tortoise and the hare, you know, and the tortoise will always win, you know, no matter what. And his outlook on life is that no matter what he does, if he just puts his heart and soul into it and puts, you know, like a practice every day and focuses yeah. on it, then he can achieve whatever he wants. And he uses like case studies like Larry Bird, the basketball player and yeah. people like that, or just sports players in general, uh, high level athletes, Olympic, you know, our artists or 3d specialists or anybody that's doing anything significant. Um, that was all earned by repetition and practice and routine and consistency. And by creating your own habits, it really, um, creates, it sets you up. It's really difficult, right? Because, you know, it's easy to go, oh, fuck that. I don't want to do that right now. I want to go yeah. sleep, you know, or I got yeah. other things I want to do. I want to go ride my bike. The weather's perfect out or the snow is perfect. I want to go snowboarding, but yeah, the consistency. And I think that's like 21 days or something. I can't remember it's tw- 21 days or something, two weeks consistency to set a habit and then, okay. um, yeah constructing that habit around it so as i'm telling you this stuff i'm telling myself too so <laughs> trying to hype myself up to get my own practices because yeah but that's how i'm able to do so many different things so which seems to be helping um yeah which also drives me nuts as well so it's like a double-edged sword so can't decide what the yeah, priorities are yeah i would i would like in a way love to be like try i mean to be able to to jump like to juggle more like more stuff in one day mm-hmm. but then then i also like really like to um focus on one thing and do it do it well but um yeah it's if you're capable of you know when you when you're like working on something for a client and waiting for i don't know feedback for three hours mm-hmm. you wouldn't just spend time browsing the internet or whatever but you can <laughs> yeah. you can actually do something something else but it's this is this is something i'm i'm struggling with is it's like trying to yeah maybe it's clarity focus, or something focus on, on something something different sure and then and jump jump back and just like switch things oh the switch yeah the mental switch is really difficult yeah that's just a practice too i think that's a muscle I have a problem with that too, but it's almost like setting a routine, like, okay, now it's time to switch. I'm going to go get off my computer for two minutes, walk around the house and reset and then come back. When I come back, I got to be ready for that. You know, um, there's this one uh, moment. I don't know if you watched the show lost. Do you remember that show lost? Yeah, sure. Do you remember in the first couple episodes, uh, Andrew, I know you can, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) um, when he's talking about, um, he's talking about the surgery, and he's like, he says like, you know, he's telling let Kate, the fear in. yeah, let the fear in. It's so, such a really great scene and such a really well-written piece of, um, show. But when he's talking about, you know, the, 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 the fibers of her spine open up and spaz all over the place. And he's just, yeah. he's like, you know, he just took a moment to just be like, fuck, take it in. And then back to doctor mode, you know? <laughs> and I think it's almost the same way, you know, how you approach, how you're going about, you know, switching is you have to set a trigger, I suppose, you know? So, yeah. 
I'm getting all analytical on it because I'm studying it right now and I'm just finding it fascinating because you can hardwire yourself, right? You can kind of um, hack your own mind with um, solutions and stuff and, and your body yeah. and try to get those things out. So, Yeah, I guess it's, it's like a lot of practice on it and yeah. then it somehow just becomes habit, I guess, or yeah. just becomes yeah normal, normal thing to do. Yeah, and you you don't really struggle with it anymore, and it's, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's like anything. Yeah. Like playing an that, instrument. That's definitely something I should I should work on. Yeah, <laughs> like a daily habit for yourself. Like like um, like my friend Miche is he he realizes that one of his weaknesses is being able to draw, like on paper. He can draw beautiful, amazing images on the computer, but when it yeah. comes to paper, it's daunting and scary and honest and kind of hard, you know? So knowing that and being the awesome person he is, he was like, let me face that fear head on and show the world publicly my process and how he's doing it. And the response is amazing. And he's doing it. I think every night he spends like 30 minutes to an hour and he creates a routine of it. And uh, his work's already improved because of it, you know? And um, I think that approach is really great to just being adventurous and focusing on building out those things and focusing on your, you know, your weaknesses, but in, in, and and, and, um, bringing them together with your strengths and stuff. And which I find to yeah. be fascinating and really cool actually. So, but I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of what, you know, comes of your next project. I'm really curious to see what, you know, what you make without somebody necessarily telling you. Um, yeah. And I'm, if you ever, you know, want to talk shop or kind of talk about, you know, strategies of, you know, how to get whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish done. Um, feel free always to reach out. So I'd, oh, yeah, I'd lo love to help in any way. Cause yeah, we're all in it together. You know, this is a very small community too, you know, so and we're all kind of should all help one another and kind of build one another up and all that kind of stuff. So sharing knowledge is key, I think, and, and, and learning is really great. So but I have one last question, if you don't mind. Sure. This is the, yeah. it's actually a kind of interesting question that I asked our last guest. Um, and I thought it was kind of, a, it yields interesting responses, but um, basically if, if you could really think about it and it's kind of a morbid one, but if you can think about if you only had a week left on this planet, what would it be that you would do? Like, what would you do with your time? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess like since, since traveling is one of things I really enjoy, mm -hmm. I would try to, I don't know, just go around and like have a week, week full of experiences. Um, yeah, just <laughs> visiting different places or just experiencing bunch of like yeah is there a place in general uh, like is it like oh i've always wanted to go to japan like that was always a destination that i wanted to go to and like um yeah but i i mean i didn't i mean yeah japan is also like one of one of the destinations i still love to love to visit but i would probably try to to like jump around a bit more and just like go from one place to another or or yeah like in a couple of days, you know, or, yeah. or maybe spend, spend. You'd be like um, on the plane, like, fuck, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> I would have to be careful about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you live in Europe. You can basically go everywhere and drive around, you know, so. 
Europe's super small. When you when you like travel anywhere else, oh, you yeah. realize how small Europe really is. I yeah. didn't realize how small it was. And I was in Germany, I was like, holy shit, man, it is like this is this is very small, especially in comparison to like America. America is huge so big and it's not even a big continent really not even a big country you know when you look at other countries but well that's cool i mean traveling's good that's essential for you so that's cool i wonder how you're going to combine traveling and your love for it with the things that you're doing you know so uh, yeah it's going to be cool to watch awesome well dude thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it well, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed it and I'm still not, not really sure how I made it. Oh, you did a great <laughs> like job, among, man. Among all the other uh, like cool people you talk to, <laughs> all good, good, good people you talk to. So yeah, yeah. thanks a lot for having me. Well, you're doing beautiful work, man. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what comes of where you're going with everything. And yeah, I'm just a big fan over here. Andrew is too. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks a lot. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thank yous to Nate for coming on and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to Nate's amazing work and all of the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com forward slash 118, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.